Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hello, folks. I am Amiti Sen, and I'm back with a new episode of Business Line's State of Economy podcast. In our last interaction, we discussed the forthcoming WTO ministerial conference, the 13-1, which we call MC13, uh, which is to happen in February 2024 in Abu Dhabi. We talked about all the issues that would be important for India there and the stance India would be taking. So in our episode today, we will look closely at one such important issue that is being hotly negotiated in Geneva in the hope that something concrete would emerge at MC13. I'm talking here about the agreement on ending harmful fisheries subsidies, a part of which was already agreed upon at the MC12 in 2022. But a lot more still remains on the table and is under negotiations. So according to UNCTAD, about 34% of global marine fish stocks have fallen to biologically unsustainable levels and overfishing generates losses of about $88.9 billion due to foregone net benefits. At the WTO, discussions are on around the curbing of such harmful subsidies. But there are a lot of questions that emerge around it. Are developed and developing nations equally responsible for it? Should they be subject to similar restrictions? Shouldn't there be carve-outs for those who pollute less? I have with me today Professor Mukesh Patnagar to give us the answers. Professor Patnagar, it won't be wrong to say, is the final word on the fisheries negotiations at the WTO from India's point of view. Professor Patnagar, uh, who, is a far- who was a former official at the Commerce and Industry Ministry and a former professor at the Center for WTO Studies, has witnessed the fisheries negotiations at the WTO close up front and played a key role in helping India formulate its negotiating strategy. Professor Patnagar, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Amiti. Uh, good morning. Professor Bhattagar, to start off with, could you please explain to our listeners what the WTO negotiations on fishery subsidies is all about? Why do we need such an agreement in the first place? The WTO negotiations on fishery subsidies got initiated in the Doha Ministerial 2001. So in the Doha Declaration, there was a minister's call that members should work on on disciplining or frame uh, disciplines for fishery subsidies. Why the need arose was that uh, over the years and uh, quite some time back, the developed countries which had resources had given subsidies to their huge fishing fleets. And uh, because there are no disciplines uh, on, on the subsidies, as regards fisheries. So there was large-scale exploitation of marine resources globally, and uh, which led to over-exploitation of marine resources. Environment-related organizations, civil society rose and started raising concerns like WWF. UN Environment Program did some study, and then World Bank came out with a study that subsidies were in a way lot responsible or were contributing to the exploitation of marine resources, and these could be attributed to the subsidies. And so the work came to the uh, to the WTO, and uh, the whole thing is that it is about sustainable of resources, environment, oceans, health has to be preserved, and so the marine life has to be preserved, and uh, fish is a high, highly traded commodity. So there is always a, a lure to exploit more, to, to catch more and more fish, it is a commercial uh, commodity for self-consumption of those countries or those nations which are involved in the fishing as well as for exports. So there is a there is a lot of uh, desire to catch more and more fish and which many a times lead to uh, over-exploitation and at times irresponsible way of uh, exploitation. 
without bothering about the health of the marine fish stock or without adopting the right conservation and management measures. So uh, the world came aware and it has been launched. The negotiations were launched way back in 2001 and which are continuing till date. Right. So uh, India has a huge, uh, you know, uh, population which is dependent on fishing. So what has been India's stand on the matter so far? India has been actively engaged in the WTO fisheries negotiations right from the beginning. And uh, in the earlier part of the negotiations, India was not a proponent of particular way of disciplining the fishery subsidies because the objective or the members were engaged to find some way to discipline certain forms of fishery subsidies that contribute to overcapacity and overfishing. What that particular way or how to identify that was a contentious issue. Linked to that was the issue of special and differential treatment to developing countries and LDCs, which has been an integral part of the mandate. That most of the developing countries were not responsible for the state of world's fisheries and they needed policy space to grow or to develop their fisheries as well as to ensure the livelihood of poor fishermen in those countries. So India's focus initially was more on securing an appropriate and effective special and differential treatment to developing countries. And in that sense, India uh, joined until year 2010 with countries like Indonesia, China, Brazil and Mexico at that point in, until 2010, uh, submitting proposals jointly to secure substantial special and differential treatment. Proponents of disciplines were largely either friends of fish or those who had defensive interests like Japan, Korea, Chinese, Taipei, who had uh, defensive interests, focusing more on sustainability. In the later part of negotiations uh, lately in 2021, India, uh, when negotiations were progressing and members were veering towards a so-called hybrid approach, list plus sustainability, then India also considered that it can give a lot of loophole to the traditional historical big subsidizers who also had resources to show that they have conservation and management measures and then it will be business as usual. So India, along with few other members, also raised the issue of common but differentiated responsibility and that polluter should pay. That was India's stance, which was projected very strongly in the statements of our commerce and industry minister in one of the online virtual ministerial meeting in 2021. And then India made a submission in a document 147. And where India proposed that those who are engaged in distant water fishing must stop giving subsidies for 25 years. And distant water fishing was that where those countries which fish in FAO major area, which is beyond the, their natural coastline, these will be treated to be distant water fishing. And this would have covered the traditional big players who, who had large industrial fleet like EU, US, Canada, Russia, China, Japan, Korea. These countries would have been affected by that approach. So that approach was suggested by India and linked to that was special and differential treatment to developing countries not engaged in distant water fishing for 25 years. But India has been a, a strong demandier of appropriate and effective special and differential treatment. Right. This common but differentiated treatment, the CBDR, it is something that we also, we have been seeing in the environment negotiations at UNFCC, right? So, tell me, in the last ministerial in uh, June 2022, 
an agreement was reached uh, although it was a limited one on fishery subsidies but it also got stuck on very important parts so could you just uh, tell us a bit about what was agreed upon and did india manage to get its sndt the special enrichment treatment that it has been pushing for and where all you know negotiations are still continuing and need to be taken forward in the forthcoming ministerial you are right that uh, in june 2022 in mc12 on exactly on 17th june 2022 after a long negotiations and a negotiations spanning a period of about 21 years doha round was launched in 2001 and where fisheries work program was announced and so the agreement on fisheries subsidies though not to complete was reached on 17th june 22 in two pillars of the negotiations those two pillars are prohibition of subsidies in respect of illegal unreported unregulated fishing iuu fishing and the second pillar is subsidies where the stocks are overfished so these two pillars were concluded and uh, members agreed to discipline or prohibiting subsidies where these go for iuu fishing and where the stocks are overfished when you say about iuu it is a determination that a vessel or operator has engaged in iuu fishing and iuu is to be understood as per fao's plan of action so there is an fao plan of action which was adopted in 2001 and in that voluntary code there is a definition what implies iuu paragraph 3 of that 2001 code gives a definition of illegal unreported and unregulated fishing so what has happened that uh, in the wto fisheries agreement agreed in june 2022 members have agreed that where a, either a coastal state or a flag state or a regional fisheries management organization determines that a vessel or an operator has indulged in iuu fishing so it will declare so and based on that declaration or determination those vessels or operators will be will be found to have carried out iuu fishing subsidies to such vessels or operators will be stopped that is the discipline so prohibition of subsidies for iuu fishing so uh, this agreement does it put any extra burden on india or any extra obligations will it uh, actually uh, have the government change the way it has been doing certain things especially in terms of you know giving subsidies uh, under various schemes to uh, our fishers on india's ability to determine uh, iuu fishing it will be done in accordance with the national legal provisions in the case of our coastal states they implement marine fishing regulation act mfra and whereby the coastal states are empowered to take action to declare or to determine if certain vessels or certain fishermen engage in illegal unreported unregulated fishing the challenge that uh, india may face is that our ability to implement mfra poses challenges in terms of its implementation with the manpower required for catch reporting and uh, also regularly monitoring the activities of the fishermen but uh, the indian states coastal states and uh, and also under the guidance of central government ministry of department of fisheries they are increasingly uh, making aware of having transponders in the vessels vessel monitoring systems are being being deployed cash reporting requirements are being are being further strengthened 
and uh, the responsibility on the coastal states as well as on the central government will be to ensure that iuu fishing does not happen but considering the the lack of adequate capabilities india and developing countries have got a very small special and differential treatment in the agreement concluded in june 2022 so under article 3 of the agreement there is a two year transition period agreed from the year or from the date of this new agreement coming into force that the discipline of article 3 as regards prohibition of subsidies for iuu will not apply to developing countries for a two year from the date of coming into force so the agreement has not yet come into force because it is awaiting ratification by two third of the wto membership about 51 members have ratified the new agreement so far so when two third of the membership will ratify the agreement will come into force and from that period two years sndt will be available to india and other developing countries after that india will be fully or will be equal to all other countries and there will be expectations that india also implement the iuu discipline strictly either itself or when an rfmo declares certain vessels of india having indulged in iuu fishing to take action in not granting further subsidies to such vessels uh, the second discipline agreed in june 2022 was overfish stocks prohibiting subsidies for stocks which have been determined to be overfished this the declaration of stocks as overfish has to be done by a coastal state in respect of waters under in respect of the stocks which are occurring within its jurisdiction that is up to 200 nautical miles exclusive economic zone or by the regional fisheries management organization in respect of stocks or area under its competence so whenever either an rfmo or a coastal state will declare that stocks are in overfish condition members have to stop giving subsidies there is a sort of a flexibility provided that if a member is able to demonstrate that it is taking or adopting measures which ensure that the stocks are rebuilding to a healthy level or biologically sustainable level then in those situations and in by demonstrating that the concerned coastal member can continue to grant subsidies so that is how the disciplines have been agreed in overfish there also there is a small two year transition period has been given for the developing countries for them to come to terms in respect of their their capabilities to declare stocks as overfished to strengthen their their mechanism for stock assessment regularly and so that they come on you know on equal terms like other countries to adopt the disciplines fully that is the discipline and besides mm-hmm. uh, the two mere core disciplines the agreement contains provisions about notification requirements surveillance possible fishery subsidies committee dispute resolution and some final provisions relating to international obligations the most contentious part of the negotiations subsidies contributing to over capacity and overfishing that is the right. third pillar could not be concluded in june uh-huh. 2022 because the members could not come to a convergence on their positions how to prohibit subsidies that contribute to overcapacity and overfishing and linked to that was the issue of special and differential treatment to developing countries so that part of the negotiations is now continuing in the second wave of negotiations in the wto and uh, the negotiations in the second wave started from february 2023 and uh, almost nine fish week have taken place during this year and uh, the latest one was in december uh, from 4th to 8th december the yeah. fish week was held and members are trying to find 
convergence on an approach whereby to prohibit sub subsidies that contribute to overcapacity and overfishing. So what has happened over a long period of negotiations, again, the chair, NGR chair, attempted to present certain texts based on the documents that were prevalent prior to June 2022. So the approach which was finding more convergence, I don't say uh, unanimity, but where there were more support was a hybrid approach. List of subsidies to be prohibited, which contains list of items such as subsidies for vessel construction, modernization, etc. Then subsidies for operating costs like personnel costs, fuel, ice, bait, income support, price support, etc. And so there are a list of from A to H in the list. And then there is a sustainability approach, which says that the where a subsidizing member is able to demonstrate that fish stocks are being maintained at a biologically sustainable level, and uh, then they can continue to grant those subsidies which are there in the list. So they, it is a mix of two approaches, list plus sustainability. And it is a compromise because countries like EU, Japan, China, Korea, they were supportive of effects-based approach based on conservation and management measures. So some compromises were built. But then the problem was that it many members and developing countries, including India, East African group, felt that it may provide a big loophole to the traditional big subsidizers. So there should be strengthening of even the sustainability clause. India again emphasized on polluter pay principle and uh, it was supported by Indonesia and also the African group that uh, polluters should pay. Those who have been responsible for degradation of marine fish stocks should take more responsibility. And how could that be done? There are different approaches. One approach suggested by India was those engaged in distant water fishing should stop giving subsidies. And distant water fishing is when you fish far away from your natural coastline. The other approach is top subsidies for large-scale industrial fishing vessels being suggested by the African group, ACP group. This, they say that large-scale industrial vessels should not get subsidies. But then the developed countries, uh, including the US, EU, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and also Norway, Iceland, and also Japan, they, they are saying, no, this may not be the solution. We are agreeable to a list a plus hybrid sustainability approach, hybrid approach, strengthen the, the sustainability plank. So the chair came out with suggestions with a two-tier approach on sustainability, those subsidizing members, if they have a higher intensity of subsidy vis-a-vis -vis their value of catch lending, marine catch lending, if they have a higher intensity of subsidies, they should take higher obligations in demonstrating to the rest of the WTO community that they are taking effective steps for ensuring talks are in a biologically sustainable level. So the responsibility to demonstrate will be higher on those which are having a higher intensity of subsidies. The other approach the chair has suggested in its his first December 2023 draft text is that attempting to discipline those engaged in distant water fishing. So they, they will have a higher responsibility of demonstrating. But somehow the chair's draft text of 1st December is not so clear because it is mentioning those uh, nations which are not engaged in distant water fishing, which was a somewhat confusing. The way India had proposed was those engaged in distant water fishing, they must have higher responsibility and to stop subsidizing. So the negotiations are in a very advanced stage, very intense, 
and somehow uh, the chair held a deep dive session also in the last week trying to find out some middle ground and uh, i am not now fully aware of exactly what happened during the last week but then i was aware that uh, there were sessions which were uh, intense in the in the negotiations so uh, and what they are aiming is that somehow to clinch or do the you know conclusion of the negotiations in this pillar for the mc13 as of now it is still having a big issue whether members uh, will be reconciled or will find a middle ground or will be able to compromise to come to a solution to find uh, an approach which effectively deal with uh, the issues of subsidies contributing to overcapacity and overfishing right uh, professor batagar just uh, before concluding if you could just in a nutshell explain to us what india should be watching out for at mc13 you know because we have as we have seen in the first part of the agreement the transition time which the developing countries have got is not that much it's just 2 years so what are the things that india should watch out for and try to protect as we move towards you know a subsequent agreement in mc13 so in the in the negotiations for uh, ocof on the one part is the the discipline how subsidies will be prohibited that contribute to our capacity and overfishing and an important integral part is special and differential treatment to developing countries india has interest in both in the approach to prohibition where india has suggested those countries to have more obligations which are engaged in distant water fishing that is one aspect which which india has proposed on the special and differential treatment for which india has been in the forefront in demanding an strong and effective sndt the situation is that there are three components of special and differential treatment number one is give special and differential treatment to those developing countries which have a small share in global marine capture and so that small share is uh, converging closely converging to those countries which have a share of less than 0.8% in the global marine capture production it is being referred to as de minimis lot many developing countries smaller countries of which are parts of acp group also will get covered by this sndt for them second part is for artisanal fishermen livelihood fishing low income resource poor and livelihood fishing done close to the shore so close to the shore is either 12 nautical miles or at best 24 nautical miles from the shore if the artisanal fishermen are uh, doing fishing prohibition on this kind of subsidies should not apply to them so that is second part this is also gaining support and may get agreed if not 24 up to 12 nautical miles so artisanal fishermen will also get covered so to that extent india will secure its interest that artisanal fishermen up to 12 nautical miles will be not subject to discipline although india's stance has been in the negotiations that fishing up to eez exclusive economic zone by small scale fishers should be exempt from the disciplines this is india's demand but uh, the chair's draft text does not say so so it will be a a, a big uh, you know uh, ask and it will be a tough task for india to clinch a stronger and wider special and differential treatment the third part of the sndt is because we are not covered india is not covered by 0.8% we have a share of about about 4% in, in marine capture so india is asking and supported by many other including indonesia sri lanka that they should get a transition period of 25 years from the date of coming into force to develop their capacities to develop their uh, for their development needs and to support their livelihoods uh, fishing up to the ez and in the area of rfmo 
So India's demand is 25 years uh, transition period. The developed countries had been agreeing or say showing, uh, you know, willingness to give or agree to either five years or seven years as a transition period. So the negotiations, the tough task of negotiations is to find a longer transition period by India and other developing countries that they should get to secure their de development needs. The other part is that we, can we get a complete exemption up to the exclusive economic zone for all small scale fishers? That is a demand by many developing countries, including India, Indonesia, African group, ACP group. So that is now a big task, which is engaging the attention of the negotiators in Geneva. And now it's to be seen whether they are able to do this deal by December or early, early January. Right. Uh, thank you so much, Professor Bhatnagar, for answering all the questions so lucidly and in such details. We hope to have you with us again closer to the ministerial. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Amiti. Thank you, Business Line. Thank you very much.